It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Better Faster Podcast, where we give real practical solutions for blending the strength and conditioning and PT worlds together. We're your hosts, Brandon Vaughn. Yep, and I'm Josh Jeffrey. All right, this episode's topic is going to be all about the next big thing, and that's blood flow restriction, or BFR. And we'll circle back around to that in a minute, but first, Josh, I finally had a chance uh, to speak at my business networking group last week, and it was pretty cool. It, it seemed to be well-received. Okay, all right. Uh, How many people are in that group? It's it's over a hundred right now, so it's okay. it's huge. It's um it's the biggest one in Columbia. But so so a little background on that. So I'm in this BNI light group, and basically it's it's one of those things where you allow one person per profession to the group. So you got everything from different types of attorneys to a plumber. There's even a dead flowers lady in there, and I'm the PT. So like the intent is basically to refer business to each other, and each week one person gets to talk. And so my my turn was last Wednesday, and. You know, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of opportunities to speak to different coaches and people in, you know, athletic type settings, and and most of the time they are familiar with what a PT does, at least just the basics. But this was very much a, a subgroup of the population where nobody had a clue what we did, and sometimes I forget that we live so close to the trees that we can't see the forest, and it's really it's a good reminder that most people have no clue what we do, which I think reinforced why this is a good reason for us to do this podcast. And uh, so, like, after the presentation, they give you a uh, little bit of time for Q&A. Man, it was – there was a ton of questions asked. Like, they had to even cut the Q&A short so you get on with the meeting. And that's good. And, um, I, yeah, I was, I was most surprised that most questions are actually about concussion management. I'm not really sure why. Though. I'm not sure that, why that resonated. I'm Football season, probably, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's that time of the year, right? Yep. Um, but then I also got questions about things like ultrasound. So does ultrasound work? And – I don't know what your thoughts are. Actually, I think I do because you were with me on a rotation. But I was basically my, – my same line I always say, good ultrasound is like good jazz music. It doesn't exist. So I get to insult jazz fans at the same time with uh, ultrasound fans. Um, you know, it works the same with the machine plugged in or plugged out – or not plugged in, that kind of thing. also got asked about KT tape as well. And you, you, I, I don't know. I, I really don't believe in it, but I think the jury's still out on it. So – the answer I gave was that just it seems to work better the more colors you add to it, the more intricate design. But <laughs> I love that. I, yeah. Do you when you were, you were with me for eight weeks? Did, do you remember if we used it or not um, with any patient? I don't think we did. I think there may have been a uh, it may have been someone that had a patellar issue that we patellar issue that we we did possibly. I don't think I don't think it was ours. I think it may have been another therapist, but I don't think gotcha. so. What, what do you what do you think about KT tape? I'm kind of along the same lines as you, man. I think that. Well, 
honestly, if the person comes to me and, and they have had it done before and they believe in it and that's what they want and they think it's going to help them, well, there's something to be said for that. You know, that, you know when we talk about evidence-based practice, patient uh, expectations is a part of it. Uh, but me personally, that's not one of my go-tos, man. I think that uh, I, I can see it being beneficial from maybe a tactile cue or, or if you uh, tape something into a position and they start to get out of position, they feel the stretch of the tape and kind of provides a little input. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't see a big use for it. But uh, then again, you know, there are a lot of other people that seem to think it does help. <laughs> So you don't you're not a believer that it facilitates or inhibits. No, I'm not muscles. a. Uh, if you tape it, uh, you, it. you tape it or uh, insertion <laughs> to origin or origin to insertion, it has a different effect. I'm not uh, I'm not sold yet, but uh, you know who knows? Maybe somebody will come out with some great study that proves me wrong on that. Yeah, maybe, but it helps with swelling. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. argument I get every I, I time. I think the, co- the, the color, the multiple colors thing is <laughs> that's the best. If you ever been to a CrossFit competition, <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> no, every everyone. I, yeah, that is true. Everyone I know that uses it, they're like, it helps with swelling. But you know what else helps with swelling? Movement. movement. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Compression and elevation with movement. And that's free, too. Yeah, So I guess it costs you, you 10 bucks go, a roll. Yep, and you don't have to go take a course to know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. But segue, segue back to the current topic. So physical therapy, it, it, we got a rich history of gimmickry, right? Mm-hmm. We, there's KT tape, ultrasound. I mean, so so many things in our history. And that's one reason why I don't go ham on bashing chiros or other professions because – we got enough skeletons in our own closet. Yep. But BFR, it, it seems to be the next big thing in the profession. And for all intents and purposes, it looks legit, right? Yeah. We were talking about the other day, it's, there's over, what, 160 or 170 peer-reviewed journal articles backing yeah, up. Yeah, and it's growing every single day, man. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I know I, we believe in it so much that last month we brought Mario Novo into our clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hosted an Owens Recovery Science BFR certification course, and we just forked over five grand to buy that Delphi unit. It actually comes in tomorrow, man. We're excited. It's going to be like Christmas. Yeah, um, that's going to be amazing. So definitely itching to do that. Now, you, you, were, you were with me at Mario's course. That's a pretty cool opportunity as a PT student. What did you think about it? Oh, I am so grateful that I was given the opportunity to be able to take that. Um, you're right. As a student, it was something that I know a lot of people haven't been able to do. I was fortunate. It was coming to the clinic where I happened to be having my rotation. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really informative. Uh, they do a great job of outlining or outlining the current information that's out there, the current literature. Also, they don't shy away from telling you what areas still need to be uh, researched, which I think is important. Um, and I thought Mario specifically, Dr. Novo, did an awesome job with that presentation. And and really, you know, I was already kind of sold on the idea. I've been playing around with it myself with kind of, I want to say knockoff units, but some more home you know, affordable units that aren't the FDA ones, but after using that FDA cuff at the course, man, there's nothing like it. I can't wait till y'all get yours in. Yeah, no, I was using the uh, occlusion, occlusion cuffs for like yeah, the past same, year same or so. Year, yeah, yeah, about a year probably. Yeah, and I, I think the, the first time I used the Delphi, and it was when I was at Long, came to the compounder this year, and it was it was like a completely different experience, man. I was I was hooked after that. Um, felt like I'm doing the wrong thing for a while, so. I definitely, have, man. My favorite thing about that course though was Mario's Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. <laughs> yes, that was uh, <laughs> that's something that uh, I can't say I had any idea that was coming, but it was a highlight. No, man, he, was, he wasn't. He wasn't like doing Terminator quotes. It was no, straight it was up pumping iron. The, yeah, it was straight pump, pumping yeah, iron. <laughs> jeez, man. I think you can repeat what he said. I don't have to make this an explicit episode, but that was that was a trip. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, that course was outstanding. You know, I was I was very surprised though when he was going over the literature. 
Because mm-hmm. I was under the assumption that most of it was coming from Johnny Owens and the right. Center for the Intrepid. But it was, I mean, it was like universities from all over the nation. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's something that you you always go in a little skeptical of things like that when if most of the research is coming from the same people that are pushing a product, but that really wasn't the case. Um, and it was honestly, a, 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 I guess, a pleasant surprise to see that that this research is coming from, as you said, universities all across not only the nation, but really the world um, from you know, multiple different countries involved. I know that it stimulated us at University of South Carolina, myself and uh, one of my classmates and one of our professors were going to do a study, uh, you know, involving blood flow restriction as well. Uh, and, you know, it, it was kind of a nice surprise there. And it was it was cool to see the depth of the research and really where it's going. Yeah, abs- definitely. Absolutely. Um, so I, I'm excited to hopefully be a part of that study, too. Uh, should be good. I think we're still kind of decide exactly what the design is going to be. But right. Got a few good things out there, mm-hmm. but no, that that was an it was an outstanding course. It's going to get started this week, and the purpose of this podcast we're really just going to talk talk about the basics, what BFR is, and how we have been using it, how we plan on using it when the Delphi unit comes in this week. And if you want to get into the minutia, though, I would advise you to listen to some of Johnny Owens' Amaro Nova stuff that's out there. They got a lot of free things out there from different kinds of podcasts to eBooks and. I think most of it is free. I think those eBooks don't. It's one of those things where you subscribe and you get it to your inbox. Um, so it's just a quick Google search. Check that out. And it, it is important to get into the details if you're actually going to be using it in the clinic. So hopefully this right. will just get you excited to maybe sign up for a course. But Josh, can you give us a quick yes, rundown sir. of what BFR is and why we use it? Maybe from a physiological standpoint. Oh yeah, definitely. I think you're exactly right. There's no way to really cover all the content from that full day long course. Uh, but I'll try to give you a, a brief synopsis of it. Uh, essentially, when we're talking about BFR, there's a few different areas where uh, blood flow restriction can be applied. Uh, first, focusing on, uh, you know, I would say muscle hypertrophy, like strength and hypertrophy. We know that uh, classically, we think hypertrophy occurring through uh, mechanical damage. And we talked about this a little bit on our first episode. When we're talking about time under tension mm-hmm. and really st- you know, creating or stimulating whatever adaptation we want by modulating tension to really create some mechanical damage. But uh, as you know, in the, in the rehab world, uh, there's not always an opportunity to really load certain things depending on where the person is you know, in, their, uh, you know, in their recovery protocol. So this allows a way for us to apply this tourniquet, occlude um, most but not all of arterial blood flow, uh, and then really you're occluding you know, venous return. You're not letting the blood leave. And that allows you to really stimulate things like hypertrophy. You're, you're creating an environment where you're getting a, a large amount of lactate being produced, which stimulates uh, increases in growth hormone. And uh, eventually you're activating protein synthesis. And we know that our goal is you know, more protein synthesis than protein breakdown, right? That's, uh, uh, that's mm-hmm. our goal here. So if we can create that increase in protein synthesis without creating that breakdown, without having that damage, well, that opens up a ton of possibilities. So uh, that's the, the first part there is, is really focusing on strength and hypertrophy. Uh, but there are other things that, that Mario talked about that I was really not, uh, you know, I would say knowledgeable about going in. And, and that was really focusing on kind of endurance adaptations. Uh, he, they cited some really cool literature regarding people you know, walking and cycling at low, you know, 30 to 40% of their VO2 max and seeing these big increases in VO2 max. So I think there's potential to see it in, in multiple realms. Uh, but uh, tell me a little bit how you think you're going to end up applying it, Brandon. 
Yeah, I, I th- you already touched on it briefly, but the thing I'm most excited about is the fact that this could potentially either either eliminate or even slow down or retard the atrophy that you expect to have with your post-operative patients. So we're talking about like ACL reconstructions. You know, h- historically we're we're good at getting them back on the field, getting them back to their sport. But you take a growth measurement five six months after your surgery, and it's still usually not going to be quite up to speed. And we know that has a, a lot to do with their long-term outcome. And so if this could potentially resolve that, I, I, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and one other thing, too, is um, Mario talked, to, talked about it for a while, but this, this blood flow restriction has the potential to stimulate osteoblastic activity. So we're talking about increasing someone's bone mineral density. Mm-hmm. And I actually met with Captain Casey, Captain Patrick Casey. Last week he came by our clinic. He's a, he's a physical therapist at Fort Jackson. So mm-hmm. he, He's a military uh, physical therapist, so he's got imaging at his disposal. And he was saying that they have seen that using the Delphi unit has shaved off weeks of bone healing time with a lot of fractures. That they That's see. amazing with uh, what they yeah, see. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I think they're about to do a study on that. They hadn't done it already. But you know, I think those two things are what I'm most excited about. Yeah, and he even went even further into things like regulating um, myostatin and, and TGF-beta, which you know that that's a negative regulator of muscle mass. So mm-hmm. if you're inhibiting a negative regulator, you're kind of removing that restriction. Uh, you know, then you know, that that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, and you know, we know that scar tissue is also directly related to that TGF-beta. So if, if we're able to lower myostatin and kind of inhibit that TGF-beta, that's pretty uh, that's pretty imp- uh, impressive and you know, maybe prevent that scar tissue from being laid down, which also is important in multiple settings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's, there's a lot of untapped potential with this. So, you know, I think we're going to, it's going to be using things, especially since the fact that it's new, we're going to be we're gonna be using a lot when we first get it. So okay. um, I think the key is just going to be making sure we're good about tracking data, um, collecting data, tracking outcomes very thoroughly so we can keep up with that and maybe potentially use it in future studies for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so the other thing, though, is that I also want to talk a little bit about BFR from a strength conditioning standpoint. So the things you talked about with hypertrophy, increasing someone's VO2 max, cardiovascular, cardiorespiratory endurance, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we were thinking about doing was beta testing it with uh, one or a few people this week. And what I envision is that we're going to get a small group together. These are purely strength conditioning clients, so not physical therapy patients. These are people that are healthy and non-injured and get them together, maybe spend 30 minutes to an hour, maybe training them on the unit, how to use it. Talk about contraindications, things like that. Make sure they can, you know, show me that they can do it correctly and they're not going to break the thing because it is expensive. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, just basically have them implement it into their current training more as kind of like a supplementary type thing perhaps. So um, my question to you is, so with some of your existing clients, because I know you're you're very thorough, very detailed with how you program them, uh, how, how, how do you envision implementing this in? Yeah, that's them? something I've really, since we've taken the course, tried to nail down what I think um, will be the most beneficial. Um, and for me, I'm thinking that it's I'm going to utilize it as a separate training session. So for them, because it's not at my facility directly, they're, they're, we're going to have to, you know, you know, partner with somebody and go over to, to your facility. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a, a, you know, a two to three times a week situation focusing, mm-hmm. you know, 
mainly on uh, that hypertrophy protocol there for maybe two of the sessions and then maybe one of the sessions focusing more on the endurance protocol. Uh, And then also if there's time and if it fits into the schedule of the clinic, focusing again on that cell swelling protocol, which we haven't even really dived in, you know, haven't dove into uh, too much, but that's another protocol that I think could be done. uh, You know, it could in theory be done daily. uh, But uh, I think that for me, I'm going to initially program two to three sessions a week where the person is going to undergo that, that hypertrophy protocol that was that they've laid out, which is that 30, 15, 15, 15 repetitions under the tourniquet with that consistent time under tension. The, the tempo is controlled with the prescribed rest time of 30 seconds between sets. Uh, and then I'm going to progress that for nine to 10 weeks. We know that, uh, as Mario mentioned that course, your cross-section area is going to peak probably four to five weeks in. So, um, you know, after about nine to 10 weeks, uh, he suggested reset, resetting. Um, so mm-hmm. that's kind of my plan is two to three week, two, three times a week, primarily focusing on that hypertrophy protocol. Cause it's going to allow me to get extra protein synthesis without creating more damage on top of their current training program. So I'm basically getting a bonus here. Um, they're already creating the damage in the in, you know in the gym. They don't need any more mechanical damage. But I'm going to help them maybe jumpstart their adaptation by having them perform this a few times a week, uh, allowing them to increase that protein synthesis so they have that net protein gain because uh, that's ultimately mm-hmm. what I'm going for there. Uh, and that endurance protocol, I think starting that um, – you know, one time a week, beginning first with cell swelling and then progressing up into that endurance protocol. Uh, that's, uh, you know, how I think I'm going to start them. But again, this is new. This is new for me. It's new for, you know, it's a newer intervention. Uh, I'm really going to do exactly what you said, take a lot of measurements, see, you know, track progress and see where I can, uh, uh, you know, make changes to hopefully continue to, to benefit all my clients and my athletes. Right. Yeah. And so that, that cell swallow protocol, I mean, that, that's basically what he's referring to is that's just, that's just putting the unit on and just sitting with it on. It's yep. you know, five sets of five minutes with a three minute rest break in between. And mm-hmm. just doing that is going to give you some of those benefits, not as much as you actively going through some movements on the strength and or the endurance side of things, but that's one of the amazing things about this. Uh, it's got a lot of potential as far as that goes. So just to, just to recap, two to three days a week coming in strength and conditioning is that a combination of the strength side and the endurance side, or would you do two days strength, two days endurance, or, or are we talking just three days total? Oh, you're talking about the the second sessions there. Yeah, the the I guess the I guess the total. total yeah, I think the frequency week. total for me, I'm going to try to shoot for three if I can do it um, okay. for me to start. Um, I think that that's definitely can be done more. I think it's more about from a, a practical side right now. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm being a student, I was able to take the course, but I can't purchase my own unit yet. So, uh, you know, once I have a unit and, and really maybe can increase, you know, you know, the usage, I think that two to three is probably realistic for the, for my clients to actually stick with. And then it will allow me to kind of, you know, not throw everything at once. I can really see what is working for each person and what I think needs to stay in their program and then kind of adjust accordingly. So I think two will be more of the strength and hypertrophy focus and one being the endurance to start. But again, that could progress to even more. Yeah, man. I mean, some of your clients, they have like four hours to spend in the gym throughout the day. So (laughs) There are a couple. There are a couple. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. Um, So what about for personal use? You got you got a triathlon coming up. You plan on using it um, do, at all man. for any yeah. training there? Yeah. So you let the cat out of the bag. I'm going to try to <laughs> attempt my first uh, triathlon 
in October. It's called the Dam Try. It's at uh, the Lake Murray Dam here in, uh, in uh, right outside of Columbia. Uh, and I'm slowly building up for it. I've never been a CrossFit athlete the last five years, so it's um, it's new to me, this type of training. But I'm going to try to do it um, as well periodically, mainly to, again, help increase protein synthesis without the damage. Uh, you know, I'm already... You know, I'm already experiencing the uh, the tough part of increasing mileage. Uh, you know, again, I haven't I hadn't put that many miles in on uh, on the road, so it's been a slow and steady progression for me. So I think that this will allow me to to increase you know, or continue to improve my you know, via two max my you know, cardiorespiratory endurance without adding more you know impact and damage uh, you know to my normal training regimen. So I'm excited to put it in there for myself. Uh, to really see how, how it helps my performance. I hear that, man. And for me, I, I got a CrossFit competition coming up in the month, so I think I'm going to focus mainly on the um, the cardiorespiratory side of things. I've I got enough strength to compete within this when there's only one max lift, so that's where I usually falter is gassing out too early. Or it, some, sometimes I get a second win, sometimes I don't, so I'm going to use this to supplement a little bit of my training and see how it goes. Yeah, I think um, there are so many. So should be excited. Yeah, there are so many different ways this that this can be applied. I'm I'm pretty excited too. I'm not even getting a unit, and I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I just can't <laughs> wait till till uh, I get a text. Hopefully tomorrow that says you're you're not gonna believe it. It's here, uh, and I might just leave class in the middle of the day and head on over. Um, Come on by, man. Just just make sure you tag us on Instagram when you do oh, it. Of course, it's the only rule. <laughs> yeah, I think and and you know if you're interested in more of this kind of stuff, uh, you can go. Uh, you know, if you're in the Columbia area, I think you know where to go. You're going to go to to Vertex PT. Uh, but if you uh, you know need to find or you're interested in more of this, I suggest going on the Owens Recovery uh, Science website. I think they do have a list of providers, um, so you can you maybe find somebody in your area uh, to to you know get access to a unit and actually to help you go through some of these protocols. Um, it's great to network, man, and I'm uh, you know I'm definitely grateful that I. I have somebody in my backyard that I can go to uh, for this awesome opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Try it before you buy it. It's yes, expensive. It is, and we did try it, and that was the best part about the course, honestly, was was getting to try it and experience it. I did both protocols during that course, and I, I was sold, man. Yeah, it's 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 good, man. It's This is going to be a good week, so I'm, I'm stoked. I uh, can't wait to implement it. I got a lot of ideas for what we're going to do first thing in the morning. All right, Josh, anything else you want to get off your chest? No, man, another good episode. Um, I think we both, uh, you know, last episode we did reference that Mayweather-McGregor fight, and we both were, uh, we both are on the same side. But I don't know, Brandon, who was a little closer on the, on the round <laughs> prediction? I don't remember. You think you can uh, throw that out there for me? <laughs> I, man, you know, what was, was it Mayweather got oh, – I'm sorry, McGregor got stopped in 10. In we, 10. we know Boston's rigged, though, man. It, 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 <laughs> It would have been bad for it would have been bad for business if uh, Mayweather would have yeah. stopped it in the first five rounds. So he did what he had to do. <laughs> yeah, that was, hey, it was entertaining. I, I was thoroughly That's entertained. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was more entertained by the uh, by the build up and the trash talk, but I think we knew it was going to be that way. I was more entertained in the fight. But yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, all right, man. Another one in the books. Yes, sir. All right. Till next time. Till next time. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.